So, yeah, we spoke about creation last week, and so this week we're going to talk about it very briefly, about the fall. Because everything you say about the Bible it has to be very brief. Because it's, it's endless, and, and you, nothing you say does justice to the depth of God's Word. Um, the God's Word, especially uh, the uh, Hebrew Bible, um, in addition to being the Word of God, it's also like a puzzle. Uh, because there's a lot of connections between, within the text um, that, that, that amplify the text. For example, like starting with our, even our portion, it says, it says, snake was the smartest of all the animals. It reads like a fairy tale. It's like the bunny, like and the and the fox, whatever, and they talk all of a sudden, and, and that's okay, right? You, when you read a fairy tale, that doesn't surprise you that animals talk. And here's all of a sudden you have a talking snake, and it's like, okay, where does that where does that come from? But it's just a matter of fact thing, you know, as if it's this is how it should be. But it talks about the snake being the smartest of all the animals, and the word in Hebrew is arum. Um, means smart or, when, or shrewd. When in the Bible it says it, like the snake talked to, um, to Eve, actually. Yeah. Is that like a metaphor? That's what the Bible says, right? Doesn't the Bible doesn't say this is a metaphor? The snake spoke to Eve, right? It doesn't say that. <laughs> it's just a, and the snake spoke. Maybe that's the way it used to be. What? What? What do you mean? I don't know. You would never know. Apparently, it used to be that he spoke. I don't know about the other. Maybe, maybe the fact that he was the smartest meant that he spoke and nobody else did. <laughs> That's what made him the smartest. <laughs> he was the only one speaking. What I've always thought was that, that uh, well, he's a Satan went into the snake. Uh-huh. Like a possession. Maybe it's possible. It makes sense. Only snake, snake. Only text doesn't say that Satan went to the snake no, and the snake spoke, right? I understand. You can infer it from different out of the scriptures, where it's like the ancient serpent is the Satan and the dragon. They're all kind of combined as one thing, right? So for sure, you can infer it, right? But only because the text amplifies itself. It comments on itself, right? And so it says when the snake says he was Arum, the most, the smartest one, it's the same word that is used for Adam and his wife. It says they were Arumim, they were naked. It's the same word. They were naked and not ashamed, right? Arum, Arumim, Atem, Atem Arumim, same word. It says, but in this case it meant naked. So it's smart to be naked? Um... Okay, you can carry, you, that's the thing, you can, you can make all kinds of conclusions other than this text, and, but when you make conclusions, you have to ask yourself if this makes sense, right? You know, like Daddy, Daddy, the other day, he told me, if probably Adam and Eve wouldn't fall, maybe we would be all humanly walking naked, you know, never thinking about clothing, and it would be so normal. Exactly. Sí, pero. 
So, um, and and in 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 a way, um, the, the 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 words are connected, and and so how does being like naked connected to being smart? Other than conclude that it's smart to be naked, right? Is there is there any other possible explanation? Yes. If we were naked, would we all be speaking Hebrew? <laughs> I, I, I no. Probably not, but but maybe yes. If it was before the tower, 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 the tower before the tower of Babel, before the tower of Babel. No, like if they didn't sin, if they didn't sin, will we all be will we all be speaking Hebrew? Maybe we'll be speaking something. We'll be speaking one language, whatever the language is. Probably was Hebrew or some. Type of. Well, it wasn't Hebrew. I mean, Hebrew didn't come along. Even Jesus didn't speak Hebrew. He spoke, spoke Aramaic. Well, Aramaic was a was a common language, but Hebrew was the language of the uh, of the uh, learned of the intelligentsia. It was the language of uh, scripture. Aramaic was a spoken language as people people spoke in the streets after the exile. After they came back from the Babylonian exile, they came back speaking Aramaic because that was language of Babylon. Gotcha. Um, so that's why he spoke Aramaic because it was a common language. Also, people spoke. People also speak spoke Greek, also Latin, not so much because it was kind of unworkable. They, uh, but they, but um, Hebrew people also spoke Hebrew, but it was a language of um, academia, you know, this this study of, of the word. So. Well, I mean, people spoke it. People spoke it, but it was it was an academic. Academia comes from the word academia. Yeah, it was an academic language, <clears throat> language of the study of the scripture. So. <clears throat> Sometimes to, to, to be smart, you have to get to the, to the, to the uh, crux of the matter. That means you have to remove all the layers that, that obstruct the, um, whatever the, it is that you need to understand. You need to kind of undress it. So that's why I think, it's my opinion, that's why smart, shrewd, and, and undressed is kind of the same words in a way. But it also shows us that snake was, was, was connected to people. Because if you, who do you listen to? You listen to someone who you have regard for. You're not going to listen to someone who comes with some advices that you don't care for their opinion. You're going to listen to someone you care for their opinion and have a regard for. And the, and the suggestion that snake gives to the woman to disobey God that's a pretty, you know, lofty suggestion. I don't know if that's the word, but it's, it's, it's like, it's pretty heavy to, to suggest something like that. So for someone to heed an advice to disobey God, there has to be a regard for the advisor. Or maybe they were just slightly tempted before they were just looking for... Obviously, they, they wanted, obviously, the fact that God had put that tree in the garden... And say no to that. And say, don't temptation. eat from it. Obviously, it creates temptation, like the diet, right? Yeah. But it's like, but it's the easiest diet in the world. It's like, don't eat just one thing. You can eat everything else, but one. The diets usually don't eat that, 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 that. Don't eat. I can't eat gluten, and that's one thing. Because it's in many things, right? But it's one thing. But if they tell you the only thing you can eat is bananas, everything else you can eat. Yeah. It's okay. It'll be okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I don't even like bananas. 
So, but but it's it's more than just food, obviously, because it's it's not just a fruit and its taste; it's what it gives you. It gives you knowledge of good and evil, so it's desirable for knowledge. So it's it's more than just that. It it's like you eat it and you get some kind of a power that you didn't have before, and that power is is to be like God, knowing good and evil, because the snake he said the truth. He didn't lie. In a way, I mean. So God said, if on the day you will eat from it, you will die. Did they die? See? On that day? No. They died eventually, right? But not on that day. I mean, you can argue that for God is one day is like a thousand years. And, there, and none of them lived to be a thousand. Adam lived to be 930. The longest living guy, Methuselah, Methuselah lived to be 969. So... Nobody, nobody got hit a thousand, so you can see that this, this, it has something to do with that. The none hit a thousand years. Um, and you can see that the text said that God says, actually, on the day you will eat it, with death you will be dying. Mot mat, like, with death you will be dying. So it doesn't say that necessarily you will die that day. If you read, if you read in the Hebrews, like on the day you'll eat from it, with death you will be dying. And it's true, we start dying the day we're born. <laughs> so that's, that's, how, that's how it happened, right? But it's kind of, it seems, still seems like splitting hair, you know? So, so and, and snake says, you will know good and evil, you will be like God. And God confirms it, because when they ate from it, God comes and he says, look, people became like one of us. Knowing good and evil. So, so Snake didn't really lie. So he, he was pretty credible. So the fact that he was a room shrewd and people were a room naked, they were kind of naive, you know, in a way, right? Because they didn't know evil. You can say they were naive in, in a certain way. They, but it's not true. They still knew evil. They knew that eating from fruit is evil. So they knew evil. On, on, but that's the only thing they knew. They, they didn't know any, anything else. They knew that just that one thing, right? They didn't know, they didn't know what the, what's going to... Evil or wrong? Evil, ra. It says tovra. It says let etz chadat tovra, meaning the tree of knowledge of, of good and evil, right? But them eating it, that was an act of evil. Yes, it was an act of disobedience. Therefore, disobedience. evil. Therefore, evil. Because what happened? What is good? You have to answer. What is good? Apple pie. Right. Why is it good? Because it's delicious. It's delicious. Right? It accomplishes exactly what you wanted to accomplish. Right? Good is something that does that exists. Obviously, apple pie exists. Non-existing apple pie is no good. You know, theoretical apple pie, what good is it to you, right? There has to be an actual apple pie that you can eat, right? So it has to exist and it has to accomplish what it's set there to accomplish. It has to be delicious, right? So good is something that exists and accomplishes God's purpose. Right? What is evil? Not having apple pie. <laughs> Mm, okay, maybe, maybe. I mean, evil, I would say that evil is something that exists, also exists. Evil will be getting alive. But, that, but rebels against the purpose for which it's created. It's like, it's like creating an apple pie, but you put way too much flour. Evil is the apple pie that you cannot have. 
I mean, that's, 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 it's like, it's, it's, the purpose for apple pie is to be eaten. But imagine apple pie with little feet runs away from you. That's evil. Or, you know, that, that's like, shouldn't be. Huh? Apple pie that turns out bad is food poisoning. Ooh, that's evil, yes. That's pretty, something, yeah, that's that's pretty evil. So, um, we know that God is good. Because we know, we just know. God is good. It's scripture says so. He's, he's the beneficent father. It's like an axiom that says that two parallel lines don't cross. God is good, right? And his creation is good because he said so. He said he's the God saw and it was good and so on and so forth. So we know that because why? Because creation fulfills the purpose of God. So God is good. Does God know good and evil? Obviously, he does. And it says, if you will eat, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So why is it bad for us? Why is it bad for us to, to know good and evil? I know evil, so I don't do it. Great. What's, good, what's bad about it? Other than disobeying God. Other than disobeying God and eating from that tree. What if you're conscious about it, if you do it, then you know you have the knowledge of if it was actually bad, so if you do it, then you're doing something wrong. Well, it opens the door to all of the the bad. It opens the door to Choices. corruption. It opens the door to lies. It opens the door to Well the bad choices. Yeah. But but if you don't do those bad choices, then how is that? If a little kid does a bad work without knowing it's bad, then he's a. Like, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, that you don't have to make all these bad no, choices. No, but as, as Aliyah said, if Adam if you do it, eventually somebody will do it. If you have the choices, you eventually you choose one of those because you know about. It. Not necessarily, unless. Something will, is guarantees that this will happen. What guarantees that it will happen? Is because human nature. God is God and we are not. Right. And that's what guarantees it's happening. Because we are weak. Because we, we are not God. We are, we, we are like God in, in that, that we know good and evil. In that we are like God, yes. Well, other things, but, but ultimately speaking, we're not God, and therefore we need his help continuously not to sin, not to do evil. And if we're left to our own devices, being a, a, autonomous, we're by definition going to go and do evil. Because we, we are a creature and not the creator. And we're wired towards taking. There's nothing that God can take from, there's nothing that God needs from anyone. There's nothing that anybody can give to God. There is much that somebody can give to us. He has more than a gold chain and a purple robe. Right. You know, we need gold chains and purple robes. For some reason, little dinky things, they excite us. I don't have a purple robe. Maybe you should consider getting one. <laughs> well, on the other hand, maybe not. <laughs> well, it's not that expensive now. What? Right. So, <coughs> you know, God cannot be tempted by evil, and we know that. We know that from the book of James, James 1, um, uh, 17. 
Actually, a little earlier. Sí. Bring the Bible to John. It's actually it's, it's John 1, 12. From 12 to 18. It says this. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. God knows it, but he cannot be tempted by it. Just but like, ju like yeah, just like just like when Yeshua touched the lepers, they did not contaminate him. Santiago, por fin, o Juan? Uh, Santiago. Santiago, 1, 12. 12 de, de 18. Just like the altar... Oh, sorry. Porque cuando haya resistido la prueba, recibirá la corona de vida que Dios ha prometido a los que le aman. Cuando alguno es tentado, no diga que es tentado de parte de Dios, porque Dios no puede ser tentado por el mal, ni Él tienta a nadie, sino que cada uno es tentado cuando de su propia concupiscencia es atraído y seducido. Entonces la concupiscencia, después que ha concebido, da a luz el pecado, y el pecado siendo consumado, da a luz la muerte. Amados hermanos míos, no erréis, toda buena dádiva y todo don perfecto desciende de lo alto, del Padre de las luces, en el cual no hay mudanza ni sombra de variación. Él de su voluntad nos hizo, nos hizo nacer por la palabra de verdad para que seamos primicias de sus criaturas. Yeah. So, blessed is man who, let no one say it, because God cannot be tempted by evil, he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's carried away and incited by their own lust. That's what you said, Mary Carmen. They, were, they had the desire to eat the fruit already. And snake just pushed them over the cliff. He just gave, gave a gentle push. But they're already there. They're already, they're already in a precipice. And by the way, interesting that, that Eve says, well, she's not Eve by that time yet. She's just a woman. She's, she's not, she doesn't have a name. Um, she gets a name right after they fall. For some reason, first thing that Adam does after God curses everything, uh, Adam names her Eve. Um, like evil. <laughs> no, no. Like Chava, meaning she will be M Kol Chai. She will be a mother of all the living. Right? Interesting. She doesn't say, why did you do this to me? Or you, like... You know, I'm going to divorce you. He doesn't say all these kind of things. He just says, uh, you'll be a mother. He gave her a name. First thing after this whole thing. And he also names animals, but he names animals uh, before the fall, before her. So it's, before it's, she was even born. Yeah, before she was even there. The, she, he names animals when there is this beauty contest. When he's, as uh, Robert Foreman says... Makes it this is beauty concept, but it's like he when when there was animals paraded before him for him to find uh, a mate. He he names them, but none of them is suitable. So the fact that he names her after the fall. Um, okay, hold on, just a second. Can you back up a little bit there? Sure, sure. So God paraded the animals in front of Adam. Yes. To find for him to pick one of those as his mate. Yes. Yes. But God knew he wouldn't find a mate. 
Okay. Yeah, but didn't uh, you know? So we can be half elephant. He obviously um, theoretically. Or half beaver like I am. <laughs> or half beaver like he is. He's half a beaver. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that in school because kids gonna kick you. That will cause the kids to kick you. They'll provoke them to kick you. Because you look like a nerd. Ooh. Doing that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's bullying. Um, so, um, wait, so I would be half elephant? And or, I could be tall. Minotaur. minotaur, yeah. Or I could be half elephant and I could be tall. So here, James is clearly talking about the fall in the garden. He draws inspiration from the, from the fall story. It says, when the lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin, which they, they wanted to eat the fruit. They did it, and they sinned by it. And when the sin is accomplished, it brings forth death, which they died. So that's exactly what happened. That was the succession of events. They wanted, they wanted to eat. They, they ate, they sinned, and they died. And, and, and so and it says... Don't be deceived, my brothers. It says every. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, and and he says, don't be deceived, my brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Right. So, what does it mean? All good gifts come from the Father of lights. That means no good gifts comes from us. <laughs> All good gifts come from the Father of Lights. And it's, uh, you know, even when I buy my kid a laser tag, that's not a very good gift in God's eyes because, you know, it's just a temporary little thing. It's a nice thing, right? But it's, it doesn't fit into the picture of eternity, right? But we talk about good, like... All the good that we do belongs to God. We cannot claim uh, uh, ownership of anything good that we do. We only do good because God allows us to do so. He gave us a strength. He gave us resources. He gave us an opportunity to do good. And he gave us those gifts so we can accomplish the good. It comes from the Father of lights. Why is this lights? Why Father of Lights? Because the first thing that's called good, it's light. Because it says God saw the light that it was good. It means darkness is evil. If light is good, the darkness is evil, right? Darkness is no absence of light. It's something that doesn't necessarily accomplish um, what God wants. I mean, Technically, there would be darkness. No, there would still be night, but there, it, but night is not darkness because darkness is an absolute uh, absence of, of light. If you read in Revelation, it says there is no night in heaven because God is always there, and if God is always there, it means His God is light, and there's no darkness in Him, right? So if God is always there, it means light is always there. There's no darkness, no night. So, so. He's the father of lights, lights that were there before even the sun and the moon and the stars were there. It's interesting, first 36 hours, 
however you want to put it. First 36 hours of creation, the sun, the moon, and the stars were not yet created, because they were created on day number four. He did not create the light. No, it was already light. There was light. But it was not. But it wasn't the light of the sun and the moon and the stars. It was the light of creation. It was there for first 36 hours because there was 12 hours of light, 12 hours of darkness. How do you believe that those 36 hours are 36 hours that they're actually hundreds of millions of years? It can be billions of years uh, because the time is relative, and 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 it's uh, it's like it depends on the observer. And the timeline in the Bible, the 5,779 years, is the time from the creation of Adam, Adam, Adam. Because we can just read how the line is, the timeline is. But 2019 is when God was created. What? What? No, like when he was born, right? Who? Jesus, right? Yeshua was born about year minus four or something. I have, like that. A, See. I have a question. I have a question. Pardon. No, no, no. Si Dios es luz, ¿por qué él dice que el primer día creó la luz? El cuarto día. No, no, no. El primer día Dios dijo, hágase luz. No crea, no crea. Hágase la luz. Sí. Pero si ya él era la luz, se refiere a la luz este. Sí, es su luz. Es su luz que brilló en la creación. No la hizo, solamente la reflejó. Why did he make light? Why was there even a purpose of making light if on day four he already made the sun? He didn't make light, that's the thing. He made the sun and the moon and the stars like a clock. It says he made them to, to know the times. So the, the stars and the moon and the sun is like the big, big giant clock that tells us the time. That was, that was their function, right? But the light was never created. It was. It was. God said, let there be light, and there was light. So first, technically speaking, 36 hours was the light of creation and not the light of the sun and the moon and the stars. And the sages say that this is the light that is now hidden for the righteous. So light, light is sown for the righteous, it says in the Psalms. The light is sown for the righteous to be revealed in the world to come. Could one day in the Bible be like, like when 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 God uh, is talking about like like Moses is writing on day one, right? Like technically God, but is does he mean like thousands of years? Because for him, one day is probably a thousands of years. That's yeah. what we assume. Yes, yes, because imagine you have a string. Right, and you have a, a a weight on the other side of the string, and you just rotate it like like this in in a circular motion. Right, the speed with which you rotate it here at the center is not as fast as the speed as the other side. Now imagine that the, the string is infinitely long and strong, of course, so it doesn't turn. Right, it's infinitely long. Right, so it's infinitely far, and you can rotate it. Right here, it's going to be really slow. There, it's going to be infinitely fast. The speed at which you're going. Exactly. So it's relative, right? The relative to where we are. The time to stand still. Exactly. So it can. It is possible that at the outer edge of the universe, uh, 14 billion years have elapsed since the creation, and it is very possible as well that at the epicenter of the Big Bang, 
it's still day number six and it hasn't, hasn't finished yet. It's both numbers are correct. For us here, for the humanity, it's year 5,779. By the way, there's all this dating, right? But there was a flood. Flood mixed everything up. And so we don't know what's up, what's down. It was like this big blender that mixed the whole world. So the bones and fossils record, it's there, but, but we don't know exactly what happened with it, with the flood and how, what's, what's ended up on top of what. And also the, the, the um, uh, like carbon in the atmosphere, we don't know if it's constant throughout the time. Maybe it was more, or more maybe it was less, and the carbon dating assumes it was the same type of uh, amount of carbon throughout. So all those datings, they have a lot of limitations. Um, I mean, they're useful for some things, but they're limited. There, there are some limitations with it. So, and the timeline that's in the Bible, I mean, no one ever found a civilization that's older than 5,000 years. Approximately. Which year was Noah? And which kind of, you know, corresponds with, they found, the, 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 the oldest one is Sumerian civilization. Which year was Noah born? 5,000 years. Huh? Which year was Noah born? Noah was born in the year 1,056 from creation. Of Adam. 1056? Yes. And the flood? 1656. And supposedly Adam lived like 900 years? 930. 930 years Adam lived. What about Noah? Noah lived uh, 950 years. More? Yes. So he was like 600. 600 years before the flood, 350 years after the flood. So Abraham saw Noah. Abraham saw Noah. Really? They crossed. When when Noah, when Abraham was born, Noah lived for another like fifty some years, something like that. Um, so it's, they they crossed. They, they, there was this line of of of, of, of tradition that of, of history that actually passed from generation to generation. It was never lost. So it's like really really short. Did, did Noah mean God said God said that we wish. That we should, our life should be limited to 120 years. Did Noah meet Abraham? It's possible that they did. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say that they did, but it's possible that they did. Who knows? Noah was probably was the king of the world. I mean, he was the king of humanity. Probably people would like do pilgrimages to him, I guess, you know, to, to see their... Of who? Of Noah, because Noah was father of everybody. You know? I come from... Imagine, imagine there's a guy lives, that lives today that from whom all the people will come through. He will be like this, you know, almost God type of person, you know. He would be very much revered, right? So probably that was his status. Yeah, he was a patriarch of the whole humanity. You can't even imagine what, what it's like, right, to have someone like that around. So Technically his sons. And his sons were around as well. Yeah, his sons came from him. Shem, Ham, and Yefa, they lived about 600 years. So they were also around for a long time. Really? Why yeah. 600? Well, because the life after the flood starts going down, down, down. Um, after so, 600, what was it? 400, 200, and 100. That's it. So we're kind of at 100 mark. 120. So, but it's like it, it, it reduced from generation to generation. Moses so, was 120, right? Moses was 120. That's right. So... Uh, <clears throat> but why did it start going down? Hmm? Why did it start going down? Why is what to start going down? Why did what? Oh, the life? Because God said, "Let people not live that long." Because people lived a long time, and there was a lot of corruption that happened before the flood. That's what happened. With, that's why the flood happened. 
because people lived a very long time and they just run out of ideas of entertainment. <laughs> and all, all kinds of things get into your mind. <laughs> it's just, it's not good. Whatever, whatever happened. Like when you try to make a really good apple pie, but you, Look. Want, but you don't want it to be that boring. And instead of apple, you put another fruit. Yeah, well, that's okay, right? But if instead of apples you start putting babies or something like that, then it's horrible, right? Yeah. Yes, I know. But this is kind of depravity that happened in the world. You had to go there. I mean, to make a point? <laughs> I mean, you make points on extremes? It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that society cannot exist, right? That society has to be wiped out. It's just get used to it. Totally depraved. Makes, get used to it. My dad, when he makes the classes, he always needs to use a little Russian humor. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Oh, yes. Delicious. So, and, and so, like, and, 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 and so, and when the, so when the, when the, when the man fell, when he ate the fruit and she, when she and he ate the fruit, what happens is God produces, God gives series of curses. He never curses the man. He curses the snake right away. Snake says, you're cursed, you're going to eat dust, you're going to crawl in your belly, so on and so forth. So, snake he curses right away. The man and the woman he doesn't curse. Did he have legs before? Who, the snake? Apparently he had legs before because his, his consequence was that he's going to crawl in the belly. Actually, in snakes, in modern snake and animals, they find little feet, like atrophied feet in their skeleton that, that they're not using. Like, there's little bones that mark that maybe there were feet at some point. I don't know. So, but it's, but it's not, it's not, you know, it's, yeah, it's not, you know, that, that's not an indicator. How so. weird would the snake look if it was, if it had feet? It looked like a lizard. Like a crocodile? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it would be So, so the consequence of the sin uh, it curses the snake, and for the man and the woman, the consequences for the woman, there are two. First of all, you're going to have pain when you give birth. And the word there is itzavon. The pain in Hebrew is itzavon. Pain. Right? And, Adam, and Adam would also have the same itzavon, also going to have pain, when he's going to labor to get the, the fruit of the land, to earn a living. So the pain of the woman giving birth is, is compared to the pain of a man earning a living. The same word is used. It's a one, it's a one. Tax season. Yeah. Well, back in those times, they had to farm. They had to farm. It was, it was very... And, it, and it's interesting when... But now it's probably the stress to have enough money to support the family. I mean, it is true, it is true that there are people who don't, who don't, uh, who earn a living without much um, uh, effort. It is true. But I would dare to say those people are a slight mi- minority. There, there are very few of them. Most people, huh? More, 
But that's true. Not, well, unless, unless there is epidural and C-section. But so so and for Adam and, and why why the, why Adam has pain because God curses the earth he says cursed is the earth because of you and you're gonna have you're gonna have uh, to earn your living with difficulty and it's interesting when Noah is born when Noah is born he's named Noah his father Lamech names him Noah. Because it says, this one will comfort us. Because Noah has to do with comfort. Was his dad good? Yes. It says, this one will comfort us. Did he save from... his dad? Huh? Did he save his dad? Uh, his dad died before the flood. Um, and uh, you, he, will, he will deliver us <coughs> from, the, from the pain, from the itzavon. He will deliver us from that itzavon that God has cursed Abba. the earth with, with after, the, after, the, after the fall. My yes. pillow, Isamon. So he will deliver... Noah will deliver the people from this itzavon. And, and, and the sages, the, the commentators, they say, oh, he, he probably invented the plow. <laughs> Because it's hard to till the earth without a plow. So Noah probably invented the plow to deliver him from the pain of tilling the earth so much. And the Bible doesn't say that. But they, they make that connection. Huh? What's tilling? Working. Um, when you, you have to open up the earth in order to put seeds in. And so the plow was a, a mechanism um, that, that was kind of in a shape like this, and it would literally, you you push it. And then later they used beasts of burden um, to pull them. And, and interestingly enough, that same word, itzavon, is used about when, when, when God saw the whole this depravity, it says God was pained that he created the man. So he felt that same itzavon, that he created the man that it got so corrupt. So... God knew what he was getting into. He felt that same pain, right? Question is, what, what, what do we do about all this? You know, we are stuck with the consequences. We did not choose it. Like, we cannot sue Adam for... for uh, although if you're in the United States, you may probably try to sue Adam. Uh-huh. Pain. Dolor. When God says, I have regretted creating a man. He, because he felt the pain. Yes. Why Exactly. He already knew it, but still the pain is the same pain. Why can he make us just not sin? What? Why couldn't he make us just not sin? Because he gave us he gave us um, he gave us freedom of, of thought. He gave us he gave us those freedoms. He didn't. He didn't exclude from us those abilities. He wanted us to choose the right things, but 
We don't always. Why don't you it's, it's like, you know, it's like this. Why don't you make it choose the right thing? I don't know if I told you this, this parable that I always tell. Um, it's not a joke. It's, it's a bit lengthy. But it's, uh, it's about the, the Knights of the Round Table and the Dragon. I don't know if you heard me saying, telling it. No? Okay, so there is a... <laughs> a Knights of the Round pa- pa- table, table. King Arthur, you know, Sir Lancelot, all of that. Dragon, of course, that terrorizes the countryside and eats the young ladies. And that's what dragons do. Uh, and, um, and somebody has to deal with this, with this scourge, right, of the dragon, and uh, nobody can. And so comes this old witch to the king's council and says, I have a sword that I can give to your brave knight, uh, one of your brave knights that, that has the power to defeat the dragon, with one condition that knight would have to marry me. And, uh, you know, Sir Lancelot bravely falls on that sword, <laughs> um, takes a sword, kills the dragon, got to marry the witch. And so the day of the wedding, and uh, everybody's very, you know, it's like a, like a funeral, feels like in the air of the, of the wedding of Sir Lancelot, even though he, he marries the witch, he proceeds, and she's a witch, you know, just like witches look, very ugly. Um, behaves very inappropriately. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what you expect from the witch. So they, they get, get into in the bridal chambers and everybody was just, you know, horrified of what's going to ensue. Um, and behold, when Sir Lancelot enters the bridal chamber, he sees this beautiful woman. And it's the witch who turned to be a beautiful woman. And uh, Sir Lancelot says, wow, why? What happened? He says, well, you, you married me. You were man of your word, and therefore, and therefore I decided to present you with such a gift. Uh, and also, I, would, uh, ha- I have this choice for you, an option. I can be either a witch during the day and a beautiful woman during the night. Or I can be uh, a witch at night or a beautiful woman during the day. What do you choose? And uh, Sir Lancelot says, you choose. Very wise. And the witch says, yes, because, Sir Lancelot, because you have um, trusted me enough to give me my own choice, I will be beautiful both during the day and during the night. So what is the moral of the story? Try to marry a witch. No wonder Danny's going to eat the apple. <laughs> that no matter how beautiful the woman looks, deep down inside she's still a witch. That is true. But the choice, yes, you're right. It's the choice. I mean, you can argue against that argument too. You can say, well, God gave us a choice to do that and subjected us thereby to tremendous suffering. You know, so there is a counter-argument to every argument. You know, you can say, yes, that God did. But if you think about it, like those utopian movies where this obedient wives comes, like what's the name? Uh, there were some, some wives, whatever, they were their old robots or something. I have no idea, I haven't seen it. Yeah, there is some kind of a, a novel they made movie out of it. Handmaiden's Tale? No, 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 not Handmaiden's Tale. Uh, the, the, oh, the... the uh, Bosforth, Gosforth, I don't know, whatever it is, some wives. Right. 
they were, they're, they're all robots. And they're all happy. And they're all smiling to your husband. You want a wife like that? No, I don't want a wife. I want a witch. <laughs> but um, you don't really want that kind of relationship. You know, you can even understand that. So, so that's the... Actually, that's, you're always happy and smiling, so... <laughs> it's possible my wife is a robot. Yeah. So... Or I'm a robot, too. So the question is, what is our solution? What is our solution in this predicament? And, and solution is actually, God provides the solution right there. He says, in the curse, that he curses the woman with pain, right, of childbirth, he also says, I'm going to put an enmity between you and the snake. Between, and that's why, actually, women are more afraid of the reptiles than men are. But, I mean... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. But what really freaks them out is rats. I know, so, so go figure. No, snake, um, snake is worse for me. Right, but, no, I, I don't know. Maybe Mama, that's a stretch. Maybe there's some ladies that don't, they're not afraid of snakes. And they're meant to, I'm afraid of snakes. Poisonous snake in front of me, I'll be afraid of it. Yeah. When, there was, when there was rats in the attic and you put a, you put a mouse trap there? Yes, I remember. you trapped a rat and you, and you showed it to mom. <laughs> so, if I were Chester, I would always also try to eat it. It's such a, you know, such a treat. But, but he said, I'll put an enmity between you and the snake and between your offspring and the snake's offspring and the children of snake and children of the woman, right? And, and he tells us to the snake, he will crush your head. The offspring of a woman will crush your head, snake, but you will bite his heel, right? And, and it's understood, there is an understanding that this talks about the Messiah, who's called the seed of the woman, who will come and destroy the works Why? of the Why devil. A seed of the woman. She gave birth to him. Like he was born of a woman. He was not born of a man, by the way. Mashiach, Messiah, was not born of a man. He was born of a woman, right? No, but he was never born. He was born. Mashiach was born as a human being. Yeshua. Well, God is never born, of course, but Mashiach, Yeshua, was born at a certain period of time, right? From the woman. It says, he'll crush your head, right? That's the, that's the solution of our problem. He crushes the head of a snake. But what about us? Well, he, snake is punished. What about that? Does that help us? That the snake's head is crushed? I mean, yay, evil is avenged, but us. Oh, I got it. Can make boots? Papa, I got it what it means. What? Like God was down on the cross. That's crushing the snake's head. But it's that's, that's mostly like biting God, the snake biting but, his heel. But, but whatever. snake biting... The heel, like no, like taking away the sins, is is um is crushing the head. Mm-hmm. But biting the heel is like some of us still sin. Mm-hmm. We still sin. Okay, maybe it's possible. Yeah. So all the problems with it's much better. It's possible, yeah. But <laughs> but the thing is, I, I'd like to suggest. Well, it's not a new solution because it's the same solution, right? Because we know that Yeshua came to destroy the works of the devil. But even in the Bible, as I said, the Bible is like a puzzle, right? There is this cryptic, I mean, there's, I don't know, Book of Chronicles. The beginning of Book of Chronicles is really strange. It's like this genealogies of some people. Some of them we know who they are, and a lot of them we just don't know who they are, and we just don't know what they're doing there at all. There's some people that lived in some city for some reason, and it doesn't really contribute to anything, any other parts of the Bible at all. It seems like it's not connected at all to anything, right? 
Um, and, and, there, and there's very little that I can say about it at this point, but there's one thing that I found, and it's actually, this is a pretty famous passage from this first chapters of Chronicles. There's even a book written about it. I haven't read the book. Uh, the book is called Prayer of Jabez. Uh, but there, there is this guy named uh, Yavetz. Jabez in, Jabez in, in, in English, I guess they say, but in Hebrew it's Yavetz, right? His name is Yavetz, and it's uh, Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. I don't understand how Moses could write Genesis if he doesn't know anything. Well, if he's a bunch of generations after. Well, he wrote down the history that was present in the humanity because Noah, remember Noah saw Abraham, see, potentially. And Abraham was only uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the Levi, Kehat, uh, uh, Amram, Moses, like seven generations after, after Abraham. So it's really close. You know, and so they had the story. He just wrote down the story that was around. But, but how do you know about Adam? Abraham was the 20th generation. No, I, I understand how he, wrote, how he wrote the other books, but I don't understand how he wrote Genesis. Like the beginning. He wrote down the history that the people knew. The people knew the history orally. He just wrote it down into a book. Why did he write it down? Why did he write it down for the for, for, for to know to know where things coming from and where things are going to know what was there in the beginning and what God wants so, from us? So his father told him for teaching. He wrote it down for teaching. So he asked a bunch of people because this the stories that are in Genesis are for teaching. They're teaching. Did you already us. know something? First Chronicles. First. First Chronicles chapter four, verses nine and ten. Uh, it just talks about this guy named Javetz and and Yavetz, and he's coming from nowhere. Doesn't say who. Doesn't say anything about his dad or anybody. It says Yavetz was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Yavetz, saying, "Because I bore him with pain from Itzavon." That's that word, Itzavon. His name comes from the word pain. Mm -hmm. That's the pain of creation. So, this guy... So... And then the next verse, verse 10, it says, Now Yevetz called on God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, and that your hand will be with me, and that I would, and you would keep me from harm, that I may, what that it may not... What does Chronicles have to do with the, with the sin? I'll tell you. Keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. Right? And God granted him what he requested. This is a classic symbol. Which one? Which one? nothing. It's not too late. You can you can you can choose a name your vets, right? So that's the, the he he. It's like his name contained a curse. 
Right? His mom called him pain. And he says, God bless me and deliver me from the pain. The pain of creation. Of course of creation. That same word. It's a one, right? He is generation number 36. From creation. Remember 36? Well, yeah, back then. Of 36 was the hours of the light that shone before the sun and the moon was created. Jesus, right? No. Jesus was 42 from Abraham. From Abraham, 42, that means 62 from creation. And 62 is... Abraham is 32. No, no, Abraham is 20. Yeshua is 42 from Abraham. Would you read Yeshua 36 then? Yabetz, this guy. He is 36 from Adam. He's 36 generation from Adam. That, and these chronicles, they list from Adam, actually. So you should count them, it's 36. That's the, that's the number of hours that the light was shining before the sun and the moon and the stars. And his prayer is, God, help me and deliver me from pain. Deliver me from the evil. That's like the prayer of Yeshua. That's the, that's the Lord's prayer, part of the Lord's prayer. Because how does, how does the Lord's prayer end? Deliver, like, keep, don't lead us into temptation and deliver us from evil. Deliver us from, don't lead us into temptation and deliver us from evil. Temptation of the first tempter is a snake, right? And the evil is what they knew. So he, this guy, and God blesses him, right? So, because his prayer is correct. Because his desire is correct. Meaning, God deliver me. Y bendijo me. Enchado mi territorio y bendíjame. I don't know. But to expand the territory, what, it means, what does it mean to expand the territory? It means give me more responsibility. What generation are we? Make me successful. What generation are we? In what? In the work of God. Because God doesn't bless other things. <laughs> it says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you expand your borders, you have more space, more opportunity to do God's will. So, that is the prayer that is answered. Porque a palavra, it's a, su nombre, conectado de, de dolor de, de mujer y dolor de hombre, consecuencia de pecado. Sí, ese es su nombre, conectado con eso. Ya, a ver, porque itzavón significa dolor. Ya ves, sí. En español es Javas. En español es Javas. ¿Quién sabe qué es Javas? Con Pedro, you know. O Pancho. Es lo mismo. <laughs> Pero en la Biblia es hace sentido. Porque Biblia comentó uh, Bible comments on itself. 
it, 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 it's, it's, it's a puzzle. So that's why um, that is our solution to the fall. Is to, is, is to pray for God to be with us and to deliver us from evil. Uh, because Yeshua took away the power of the snake, but now we have to be fixed. We need to be fixed as well. And this is part, this is part of the fix. That, that God helps us to keep away from evil, give us strength not to do evil, and give us an opportunity to do good. First. What generation are we? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's that was it. Gracias. Gracias.